to from the Gary Rafferty <laughs> Jerry Rafferty fan club around the world. Uh, Brian, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a hit, dude, <laughs> and and it's it's a hit that's not known until you know. We've all heard that song. It's been in a lot of '80s films and shows. I feel e- like everyone, it was in, yeah, literally, yeah, in the background of a scene where a guy's driving a convertible through a city street at night. That's what I feel like's going on. MacGyver has solved so many problems with that song playing in the background. Miami Vice—they've <laughs> made so many drug busts with that song playing. But I had to—I had to spring that one on you. So I got to tell the public this, and Brian knows this. This is fantastic. So it's—it's it's Sunday night, last day of the month, March March thirty first. Last it's day like of the month, ten thirty. And I don't know what it came up on. Oh, it, it was, it was on Billions. Uh, oh, it, yeah, it was on the show Billions, which if you hadn't got into, get into. Uh, but I don't, I don't know the context of the song, but it was just it fit. And I just started. Guy, guy wh- came. Was a guy whistling it? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was okay. Yes, it was the it was the lead character. Uh, he's played by Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah. He uh, he uh, he's whistling it. Like he like gains some confidence, and he goes back out into the you know out from the bathroom. And he just started, you know, he's right. He's whistling it, and I watched almost all the rest of the episode, and then I looked at my mom, and I started whistling it. I'm just like, Mom, what is that song? She's like, I don't know, but I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was like, I'm Mom, I know what this song is. She's like, I know what it is too, but I couldn't tell you. And I said, Time out. I know exactly who will know this song. Damn, it's the near, best, damn near eleven o'clock. It's 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 the best name that tune player ever. Yes. So I ring Brian up. Fourth call. Fourth ring. I get him. He's like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "You you up, man?" I'm sorry for calling too late. He's like, "No, no, no, I'm good. What's up?" I said, "Dude, all right, I got to tell you about this song." And then I whistled it for him in the phone. And within three seconds, he said, "Oh yeah, that's Baker Street." <laughs> and and my mom like just. It's like one of those deals he where said, I got you on speakerphone. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I got you on speakerphone, and that's, that's like I, my mom was like blown away. She's like, "Oh my god, that's it, that's it, Mac, that's it," yeah. and I, and I was like, "That's it, that's right." And then I, um, this is just me testing Brian. I was like, "All right, so if you can tell me who it is, that's like the most unbelievable thing." And like I'm just you know I'm wait I'm hoping he gets it right just so my mom would like you know like when somebody it val- dun- validates you yeah like you know when somebody dunks at a high school game. And, like, there's always that one uncle that, like, runs out of the gym when it's yep. a big-time dunk. Like, my mom was prepared to do that if you would have got this right. <laughs> and sure enough, I said, all right, Brian, you know, you, you tell me who it is, and, like, dude, you'll be the king forever. And it took him, like, a second or two, and he was like, oh, gosh, what was it? I could think of it. And then he – I was he, naming first names. You were naming first names, and then you finally just said it. He said, oh, Jerry Rafferty. And my mom had looked it up. because You know, of course, we had cut right. the video on by Alexa. I said, as soon as we figured it out, I was like, Alexa, play Baker Street. <laughs> Well, you know, the cool thing is that song has the absolute best sax solo in the history of Oh, my of gosh, music. like Kenny G. The only other thing I can think of. Not, it doesn't hold a candle to that. No, and the only other thing I, can, thing I can think of that's cool, it's not nearly as cool, is uh, The Heat Is On. Yes, but it's, but it's not nearly as cool but as this that. But is, this is like got this big sexy hook to it. <laughs> you know, you're For like, such a like a, a square of a lyrically written song. Oh, and it's, it's, so, <laughs> so, it's got that Simon and Garfunkel for that. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, but then you just get this killer sax. But That's also awesome. on that song, I didn't know this. And, uh, but <laughs> Jerry, because we did a little bio research after we, you, you, <laughs> after you brought the light to us. But we, um, no kidding, we did a little bio background. 
he is also was also the the lead in the band Steelers Will. Oh yeah, who sings "Stuck in the Middle yeah. with You"? Yeah, that's right. And like, because my mom was, she's like, that sounds like something. Man, when you talk about that song, I think of. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, when Michael yes, Madsen's yes. character's dancing around, just so, so slashing the old dude up, man, it's it's awesome. But anyhow, no, any, anywho, Jerry Rafferty, thank you. First of all, thank you for the song. <laughs> Secondly, thank you for your hairdo, Nacho Libre. He, he looks just like, so we're going to post this picture. and you, It'll be just, on the topics. If, if you don't look at the topics and tags, if you never look at that, make sure you look at it this way, because it looks just like a shadow box picture of Nacho Libre, who's played by Jack Black. Speaking of which. Oh, man, thanks. Brian and nice I have have, uh, have enjoyed our, the the we, we're calling this the unofficial drink of the show. The unofficial drink sponsor of the show is a sixty six thirty three mix of Diet Coke to Coke, the, the Jack Black, and we have it over ice, and we're enjoying that right now. But otherwise, Brian, what's happening, dude? man? Man, what's happening with you? I had I had a pretty good weekend. You know, I recovered. I got back from Buffalo yeah. last time I saw you. I was heading on to Buffalo, That's New right. York. Did a quick turnaround there. Uh, had a good trip. Did you uh, see Marv Levy? I did not. I did Doug not. Flutie? No. Jim Kelly? Nope. Gosh. Nobody liked that. I saw a few of the uh, Buffalo Dunder Mifflin branch folks that got canceled <laughs> at the picnic <laughs> walking around. That's fantastic. That was a good episode. But no, uh, ate, some, ate, some, ate some wings, uh, had, had a little pizza. I got to know what, where they, did, it, did, it, did right. it actually hold a, like, well, here, it meet your expectations? Here's what happened. Um, the, they bought us. We were supposed to get a 10, 10, and 10, like honey, barbecue, barbecue, and buffalo. And uh, when they came back, they had a 15 and 15 of honey barbecue and barbecue, and they left off the buffalo. Shut the front door. So we really haggled them on the you know, contract negotiation with that and broke their balls a little bit about it. Yeah. So, anywho, the wings were fantastic. They were the best barbecue wings I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. I mean, absolutely. A pizza was average. Really? Yeah, pizza was average. Um, but was it like a New York slice? No, or was it was like regular, no, just, regular it was pizza. It was just like regular pizza. You know, I was expecting beat something Pizza Hut after a Pontotoc Boys win. Man, the, I'm gonna tell you right the now, stu- the teens of the 2000s. stuffed crust pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you can, you can't beat that from the Pizza Hut and Pontotoc. Rest in peace, the Pizza Hut and Pontotoc. It's not like yeah. a, a pickup only or something. But <laughs> it really is. There's yeah. not even chairs. They there. figured out the business model for there. But uh, no, it was a good weekend. And then you know, I, I, I didn't get any sleep for 48 hours. Powered through by Red Bull and coffee, and went to Oxford and saw St. Paul and the Broken Bones at the Lyric. How was that, man? Fan freaking tastic. I mean, two hours of a great show. Um, he gave Blue Delta a shout out. Love that. So he was on stage and he's like, "What's happening, Oxford?" You know, he's, he's a he's a chubby, ugly white guy who sings with the the bravado of a four hundred pound African American man with a great Jerry curl. You know, that's what he <laughs> sounds like. You know, and he says, "What's up, Oxford?" You know, and he's sitting there. He goes, "Home of some of the best food and the best blue jeans in the world." And I was like, "Yeah." Oh man, yeah, did man. you did you have one of those concert moments? Like, I, yeah, and like, the like people, yes, sir. Yeah, blue and, Delta. giving him the finger point to the sky, and people around me knew, you know, what was up. I, cool. I had friends in the balcony. It was really Validation. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But that was a really good show, man. He played the hits, played the new stuff. And like I said, their new album is fantastic. And they play songs that make you just dance. I like you know that. I mean? And we're going to visit that later. But from, from start to finish, I was sore on Saturday. Wow. From dancing so much. Yeah. I was sore Saturday, too. What was going on? It was just, uh, let's just, we're going to start using this anytime I don't get to have a fun weekend. We're going to call it a Vince Gill weekend. Okay. Or we're going to call it a Go Rest High weekend. A Go Rest High weekend. So I had a full-blown Go Rest High Okay. Weekend. If you hear it more than three times in a weekend, it was a bad week for the city of Tupelo. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, shout out to you for the things you do. Thank you. Well, other than the other than the sad things you did and the rocking things I did, there was a really big tournament going on. Which I did not, I, I caught a good bit of it. Um, 
I slept through some, but I, I saw the high yeah. points, if that makes sense. Well, I can tell you this, and I don't know if you got to see it or not, and it had to have been Friday. Purdue, Virginia was probably the best game I've watched in two years. Carson Edwards is awesome. Un- the, the back and forth with him and Kyle Guy. He won the regional MVP as a, for, as a losing player, which it's, is the first time since 08 yeah. and Steph Curry. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. 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 Purdue was good. Uh, that was a kind of a tough game because you had Matt Painter and Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah. And they both kind of had the same rep. Really good coaches. Don't know if your style, your team, excuse me, can get you there. And it's kind of cool that Virginia went from what they did last year, getting put out as the first ever six, uh, one yeah. sixteen matchup. They're going to the Final Four, and they're probably the prohibitive favorite to win. You it, would think, you know, you would think. And we're going to keep talking about the Final Four, but uh, I, I'm going to make sure it's the Final Four because I couldn't. I mean, I sorry, sorry. <laughs> call it, call it what it. I will. Um, Man, there's nothing I want to see in there. You know what I mean? There's no. I mean, there's I think no Auburn has got the best chance to be something exciting. Right. The only team that really kind of halfway I'm, plays I'm, exciting. The one cool thing about the tournament is it is showcasing four of the best coaches in the country. I think so. Now, and if you look at their teams, definitely top ten. Well, and guys. it shows how good of coaches they are because the rosters that are made up of. That's you know, right. they, they have made up. For instance, um, Auburn. Had a lot of tumult, tumult going on this year. A lot of turmoil with oh, the, yeah. you know, Chuck Percy and Silver investigation. But I mean, he has some guards. No real big man. I mean, Wiley's not that good. Uh, the other guy they got the oh, tore his ACL. Yeah, and the, the best player tore his ACL. Yeah, the best player they had. A cool way or He he tore his ACL and he was their best player in the tournament. You know, but Bruce Pearl is an amazing coach. Michigan State's roster has the one good kid, Cassius Winston. Is That's that his right. name? No, not one good kid, but the stud. That makes sense. Yeah, the guy that makes him go. Yeah, and then you know a bunch of just pretty good players. And They've got the uh, Josh Langford kid that was played in the hotbed. Yeah, and Lighthouse from somewhere in Alabama. But anyway, yeah. he, I mean, he's, he plays a role for me. Right, I mean, he's right. not a stud. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, and then um, they're, they're, what I'm saying is this Final Four is not littered with lottery no. picks. Now Texas Tech's got Jared Cumberland. Culver. Culver. Yeah, Culver. Culver. Yes. I'm thinking of the yes. kid from uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, Culver. You know, but uh, but they have Chris Beard. And he, who three man. years ago was coaching D'Angelo State in Division Two. You know what I mean? Is that a real school? Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, D'Angelo State. Funded by, <laughs> the, funded by the rapper. It's like an offshoot. <laughs> man, that would be an awesome place to go to school. In that but, case, then, I want to go course, to Montel Jordan University. <laughs> Were there... I'm sorry. This is how we do it, you. <laughs> no. But, I mean, Go you know, ahead. the Final Four is just going to be – it's it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be really good basketball. The games are going to be close. It's going to yeah. be – as a basketball purist, it's going to be f- what you want to see. It's going to be like a one nothing baseball game. That's right. I'm sure I'm going to watch it. You and I probably watch it together. Oh, you know, no all this stuff, but, but but I'm not excited by it, but I will be when, the, when it tips off. Me too. And when the Luther plays on Monday night when it's over, man, I'm going to be sad that it's over. The ball is tipped. Funny thing. They did a funny thing. You said they were maybe it was maybe it was a Texas Tech after they got in the Final Four. The team was playing Luther Vandross in the in the in the in the locker room, and I the saw. only lyrics anybody knew was "The ball is tipped in one shining moment." Yeah, <laughs> that's all they knew. But that's uh, but anyway. that's all they yeah they don't care. They just it's it's cool that they actually know that that's still a you know. You got any Final Four teams left in your bracket? I got one. I got none. Well, I didn't want to talk about this because. And we talk about this before. Nobody cares about your bracket. Yeah, they care about their bracket, That's right. which is true. But since you and I, well, were I just, talking I, I just about got it because we, we have a pick them, so we, have, we can yeah. talk about this. Yeah, we have. I just want to know how you were doing. Yeah. Well, I was in like unbelievable shape to quite possibly get three out of four, maybe four out of four. Uh, going into the weekend, 
had North Carolina in the South. Come on and raise and, up. Take your shirt off. Anyway. Shout out to Cal Mackins. He's listening. <laughs> he loves that song. Anyhow, um, Auburn just blew the doors off of them. Yeah, they got hot. I mean, it was just – North Carolina was never in that game from whistle to whistle. But um, – so that one kind of crapped out on me. Uh, I really kind of like that Houston dark horse pick on your end. I was like, man, Brian's going to be right on that. But then Kentucky decided to show up. And then they decided not to show up. And then they decided not to show up the next game. But um, And then I had Purdue, which would have been a cool pick because not a lot of people had Purdue. Right. And they were were a tip shot in regulation, you know, a last-second buzzer beater. They're they're usually about as exciting as Schindler's List, so it's hard to pick them. (laughs) Academy Award winner, by the way. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was so upset when it won the Academy Award over Jurassic Park. I think. Oh, I know, right? What? No way. How? I didn't get how that worked. Every American seen saw it, that seen, movie seen it ten times. Four in theater. <laughs> this other movie's in black and white. Get out of here. But anyway. But I know I had uh, and I had Gonzaga who lost a heartbreaker to Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Didn't particularly play very well. Didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we talked about them before the tournament. They needed to shoot it well if somebody found a way to shut down those bigs, and Texas Tech did. They and, did. Uh, but the one I was super proud of, I actually had Michigan State. You did. Duke. You did. You're such a big Izzo guy. I'm unapologetically, but I'm so I'm so stupid because like next year I'll pick them. I'll pick them to go back, and they'll they'll be they'll be one and done. Yeah. They'll be in a five twelve game. They'll be talking about Izzo's over the hill. Get him out of here. He's <laughs> too tough. But his teams are always incredibly yeah. tough. Probably the toughest team left in the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, and and again, I'm so sick of Twitter and the whole. Now, now we've gone from people defending Izzo to people still defending Izzo by saying, "Wait a minute, they can't make the final four because this is the guy that yells at his." Say, "Dude, shut up! He's tired." Yeah, you sound like Stephen A. Like, just shut up, news. man. But yeah. anyway, no, I, I do love Izzo, um, and I love Michigan State and the way they play, and that's who I want to win it. It's okay. been, let's see, 18 years since they've since they've cut the nets down. Mateen Cleaves, Morris Peterson. And my main man, Zebo. That's right. That's right. They beat Florida. Yeah, they did. They did beat Florida. A good Florida team to boot. But, yeah. But, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them, and I hope it, I hope things work out for them. Um, they're tough. They're the, they're pro- they're, the thing is, though, you can't say they're the toughest team in the tournament this year. That's true. I mean, I because mean, Virginia is nothing but tough. That's all they do. And they Texas dirty Tech it up. Is nothing but they, tough. They dirty it up. I guess, I, guess, I guess it's just – I don't know, man. Like, I've never even been to Detroit mm-hmm. or Flint or Grand Rapids. But the way that, like, Eminem talks about them and, like, well, TV su- talks about them. 18 years of, like, clean drinking water. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to be tough. <laughs> so I, don't, and I just always just assume that, like, Izzo's dad worked in the first GM factory. So, that's why he is how he, he is. He died but, of the black lung. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. I just assume that, like. Michigan State super tough, and I don't know one Michigan State fan on this planet, but I am rooting for him. I want to see him. I, I, I think he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, why's your how's your bracket? Oh, I I, I used it the other, I used it the other, I used it the other day to start a fire in my grill. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> uh, we're moving on from my bracket. You know, we're yeah. but with that being said, we'll have a winner in the bracket challenge on Monday. Yeah, that's we'll true. get him out their prize pack. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're still rounding that out. <laughs> yeah, we're still working on that. Prize but if you're pack. if you're near the top. Be paying attention. Yeah, hang, there, hang in there. There will, there will be some good stuff in there, I promise. Absolutely. We have a lot of folks who call in trying to donate to them. We have to turn them away. 
Yeah, I tell, you, you I wouldn't tell, believe. I'd have tell Sonic, I don't need your coupons. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I was going to throw a, a casket in for, <laughs> but we had to we had to nix that. Yeah, yeah. For tax, can't give tax too much. Purposes. We don't want y'all to have to pay taxes. Yeah, on for real. <laughs> yeah. No, but I tell you, you know, you're talking about tough. We're segueing into another tough thing. Tough way for the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs season to end. Oh, bro. Man. I feel like right now I could be hearing that Vince Gill's like, I've been trying to get... Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it hurt me to watch that game Man. being played. Tell me about it. Dude, uh, like, I want to be that guy. Like, okay, because I, I know what we're going to talk about. Well, we're, we won't talk on it much, but we are going to talk about but, it. But, and I, I, I want to go ahead and jump into it. Go ahead, yeah. It's a big old elephant in the room. And it is. NCAA room. And I want to mention, and, and, and I'm not just saying this on Mississippi State's behalf either. Mississippi State and Louisville women were one seeds and had to play two seeds in their regional finals two hours away from the campus from both two seeds. Right. And to me, that's just unacceptable, man. Like, And here's the thing, though. We knew it. I, I knew it. The second I saw the bracket coming out, I was like, okay, we're going to be playing Oregon in you Portland. You called it early. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, it's, you know. And I may have made a hedge wager on the Lady Ducks yesterday. I may not have, but. May or may not have. I'm just saying. Um, because I just I had an icky feeling about it from the start. I right. watched the full game. Right. In the regular season that they played on campus at, in Eugene. And. Oregon, Sabrina Ionescu. I know, man. I legitimately, Brian, think she is the best player in women's college basketball. And I think she pushed them. Now, I'm not saying that if that game's played in Birmingham, I want to say State's girls probably win. Right. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I I need to have the women's regional in damn Memphis. Yes. Put it in Memphis. Yes. Please. Man. Excuse my language. I'm fired up. And I'm going to tell you this, too, man. They have already determined next year's regionals. Right. You know where they are? I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm, all right, I want you to tell me the the teams that they're predicting to be in the final four. One's in Portland. Okay. One's in Dallas. All right. One is in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. And the other one is other is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So who do they who do they think is going to be there? Well, they're thinking Baylor. Duh. Paul, uh, Oregon. Duh. South Carolina. Duh. And the other one's Indiana. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like that's my point. Is that, you know what like. Why not? You know, let's just let's mix it up and do Kansas City one year. Yeah. Well, here here's what's happening: women's college basketball. Um, it's the players are starting starting to filter out amongst the. I mean, it's, it's happened yes. for a long time. Um, but as even even as as great as the the older coaches are, eventually they become old. That's right. And, and what I mean by that is, I watched Gino in his huddle. Gino looks like an old women's basketball coach now. Yeah. Five years ago. He He's was, getting to where he actually kind of just looks like an old woman. <laughs> he kind of so <laughs> over there. I mean, yeah, but, you know, he, like, I, and what I mean by that is kids now like what is fresh. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and, and the old guard is starting to not become the, and it started with Tennessee. And then it's, now it's kind of happening to UConn. And, and Notre Dame is kind of pretty good. Baylor was, you know, it all there's parity in the top. Oh, 100%. When there's parity at the top and, and not one team gets all the good players, now the next level starts to seep out. So what I, my prediction is what I'm trying to say is this. Oregon is primed to be the next big women's college basketball program because college basketball needs women's needs a West Coast presence. USC used to be it. They are not in That's right. But they need a West Coast presence. And – they're funded by Nike, and 
if if you could do with the Oregon women what they do with their men's team and their football team and give them 30 different uniforms and 10 different shoes oh, yeah. and they win the whole state of the art year, locker room. Yeah. Uh, it's a big deal. And what is the big untapped market right now in the shoes? The women's basketball. When we were younger, it was a little bit going on. But yeah. But you know what I mean? But like Cheryl Swoops, I think, had a shoe. She maybe. did. Lisa Leslie, maybe. Yeah. But like, I mean, women's professional athletes are. It's just as big a deal worldwide. Oh yeah, as NBA players are. I mean, and like, especially with a summer Olympics coming yes. up. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, I guess there's always an Olympics yeah. coming and up. I, and I think you know, and I, I think that they should do what they're doing here. You yeah. know what I mean? I, mean, I agree. I, I think they should promote the women's game more because it's a very skilled game, and the WNBA struggles, but women's college basketball does not. That's right. It does not struggle. T- Mississippi State's women draw more than the men. Yeah. UConn's women draw as many as the men. Tennessee women you, traditionally used to draw as many as the men. And speaking of Tennessee women. I thought they Tyler Summon ain't coming. No, he's did we know that much? Thought they would, but I th- I thought that they they hit a home run with Jeff Walls because yeah. like you just spoke to women's college basketball these these players they're getting recruited they're starting to get more attention for their sport absolutely they like fresh mm-hmm. and Jeff Walls is I mean he may be the hottest name in college basketball on the women's side if you'll remember this about three or four years ago he was the first coach. That after a game, and you can find this on YouTube. You just, all you got to do is YouTube Jeff Wall's press conference. He was the one that first said the the term friendship bracket. He was like, "I'm getting mad at my players, and what I've got to get them to understand, yada yada yada. You go play these AAU tournaments, and you know you play two games, and you get beat, and then you go play in the friendship bracket. Like he was he like he was that guy. And I remember, and I didn't even know who he was at the time, but now I do because his women's college basketball team has been phenomenal. He's got. A, he may have. He may have the best player in the country in Asia Durr. Yeah. Um. But you know, I thought it was a. It was poetic justice for UConn that they can play two hours from campus, just like Oregon did. But to speak on Mississippi State's behalf, which is what you asked in the in the get go, I think Vic Schaefer has got it on solid ground. Right. He's got a. He's got a Mickey D's chick coming in. And you got another Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year. Coming yes, in, right? got another Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year and the Tennessee Gatorade Player of the Year as well, I believe. Okay. Uh, so, dude, I, I think State's here here to stay for a while. Right. Um, and he's got good assistants, really good assistants that that know how to reach out to these kids. He's got some former players. Yeah. And and I think it's great to have them around because they've been on successful teams. But yeah, I, I'm 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 back in Vic. He's the best best coach in the history of Mississippi State sports. I agree. I agree, and we've talked about that before. It just, it is, it is he's it is. done so much in just a short period of time, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I would say that the Tennessee job being filled was a big sigh of relief. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, and now, because that was the big one. You know what I mean? Oh, and, no and, doubt. And it kind of – I would go in there and throw – even though they didn't make the final four, I'd go in there and throw an extension that way. I don't even know what it is. Or raise something. Absolutely. Give his assistants more money. Just figure out something to kind of sweeten his deal a little bit. Sure. Give him all you can eat. Uh, blue plate lunches at the veranda for life. Man, no joke, right? Yeah, anyway. Well, it kind of brings me to another thing I was thinking of. You know, Duke getting beat, busted my bracket. And yeah. It, it, you and <laughs> 38 and, million other 51% people. 51% of the public. <laughs> But anyway, it got me kind of thinking, um, who's the best team you think that didn't win it? All right. And you know I got one, so I want I you know to know what one. you're going to say, so I want to be different for one. But I actually do kind of agree with this, too. And you'll have to help me here. There's there's one specific. Obviously, 91 UNLV. And, and of course, I was six years old, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was keeping up with stats. But Larry Johnson – Stacy Johnson, Stacy Augman, Greg Anthony, Greg Anthony. I mean, this, this George Ackles and Anderson Hunt. 
This guy hosts trivia. Jerry Tarkadian. Every Thursday night, or every fourth Thursday of the month, third Thursday. That of the was month. the first real Final Four I remember watching. Really? Yeah, I remember it being uh, them and Duke, Carolina. Oh Can- yeah, Carolina, Kansas. Jared Haas led Kansas. Rick Fox led Carolina. That's right. Yeah, and I remember them Duke beating them after getting trounced by thirty the year before. There were just I'm not trying to drag this out, but there was such a neat streak of Final Fours from the mid '80s. All the way through, like the mid '90s. I mean, there's so many cool stories. Like you know, teams that didn't win it, and I've got one for you specifically right here. Not named UNLV. If I slam a jamma, that was a good one, dude. And they had two Hall of Famers, L- literally. Yeah, I mean, they have two NBA <laughs> Hall of Famers. Probably top what? What would you say? Fifty players of all time. Yeah, well, at the time that the list, Cl- Clyde, Clyde's Hakeem. not anymore, but yeah, he was the end at the time. For yeah, sure. he was the end. Um, and Benny Anders, man, we, we don't know. I mean, you know, he, he could have been, I guess. But them, uh, and then I, I want to say, I want to throw one out here that was really kind of like sentimental. When I, like when I watched this 30 for 30, Loyola Marymount. That Before was the, Hank Gathers Yeah, that was the, had Bo, the heart Bo Kimball Loyola Marymount team. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, Fun the, and gun. Yes, the system. Yeah, Paul Westhead. That was a good team. But that being said, man, uh, they were blowing the doors off people. I mean, there was nothing anybody could do. And then, of course, the god-awful accident happened to yeah. Hank Gathers. And then Bo Kimball dropped like 48 the next game. And yeah. Shot a left-handed free throw in on it. That was so cool. But they lost. But anyway, I thought about them and then some UNC teams in the late 90s. Well, I tell you, you know, a few of those NC- UNC teams, it was really astonishing that they didn't win it because they went to the Final Four in 91, 93, 95, 97, 98. Yeah. So you're looking at a span from Rick Fox in 91 uh, to 93 being uh, maybe Donald Williams. Yeah. 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 Montrose. 90, Montrose was yeah, that's when I could yeah. think 95 would have been Stackhouse, Stack Sheed, Sheed, Coda. 97, 98 would have been Antoine, maybe Vince. Vince, yeah. yeah Vince I mean, was Vince a Carter. Good, so, yes, like, sir. you know, I mean, those were some good teams. You know, and Joe Forte was somewhere in there, maybe 1998, 2000, when they took an eight seed to the Final Four under Bill right. Guthridge, you know. And another that I just, I always, it always falls short for me, man, and I got to say this, and I don't remember what year it was, Kentucky, the year that they went undefeated and their first loss was to Frank, uh, Frank Kaminsky, Kaminsky and Bronson Koenig led Wisconsin team. Was that team the Carl Anthony fun- Towns team? Yes, it was Cat. It, it was yeah, maybe um, 2014, 15. Something like yeah, but they, they I mean they finished like 39 yeah, they, and they 1. Beat, yeah. That was a great. Yeah. That was just like five NBA All-Stars yeah. on that team. Yeah. Well, you know mine is the 08 Memphis Tigers. And you, and you are so justified in that. Because, and I don't want to take that from you because I so agree with you, man. I mean, they had the Derrick Rose, who was the number one player in the country. Uh, they had Chris Douglas Roberts, who was a two-time first-team All-American and a crazy you NBA can't player. Call him that, man. CDR. I have to. I just well, love well, that. Well, his name now. He's not even CDR anymore. That's right. His name is Supreme Bay. B E Y. He lives on an inter- another planet, another plane. <laughs> Google Wikipedia. What happened to CDR? He's an awesome dude, but he's got some things going on. You know who my favorite player on that team it was? was? It had, if it wasn't Joey Dorsey, you ain't doing it right. I'm not doing it right because I'm gonna tell you who it <laughs> who was. was it? Pierre Henderson Miles Miles from Ridgeway. I'm going to tell you why. I saw him play in high school at the Hot At the Hot, but he was the giant. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's the largest human being. At the time, that Mm -hmm. literally may be the largest human being I'd ever seen. He was was an NFL football player. He was a two-way player. Yeah, Yeah. he was a football and basketball star. But I remember Memphis played Oklahoma at some point. It was either in the tournament or in the season. But Bob Stoops was in the house. 
and he goes up to Henderson Niles after the game. He says, hey, big fella, I noticed you only paid about eight minutes. You want to come on here to Norman, I can turn you into a left tackle. Absolutely. <laughs> I just if love Jeremy Parnell from Ole Miss could play in the NFL, Pierre Niles should have been an all-pro. Right now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a funny thing about him. Um, he was like their enforcer, but it not really the enforcer on the floor. Like when they'd go out to the clubs <laughs> – <laughs> Bill Street, he womp on people. Him and Joey Dorsey used clear to clear, lane, used to clear out the plush club whenever they wanted to oh at the end of the gosh. Bill. Joey but, Dorsey gave me nightmares. But one night UAB almost upset him, and I think Antonio Anderson hit a big layup coast to coast to win it at the buzzer. And as they were leaving, the UAB fans were so distraught that they had lost. They were talking a lot of trash to these guys. Wrong well, team. Pierre Niles like B slapped somebody like hard. You know what I mean? Like just. Kept on walking and like <laughs> nobody said a word. They just let him keep going. I mean, who, who, who you better be a bad dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're working security that night, you'd be like, okay, man, I'm making $9 an hour. Do I really want to make a big deal yeah, out of this or I just want get them in the guy, locker room? Do I want this guy to break me in half? No. <laughs> but, you know, it kind of breaks me. Talking about Pierre Henderson Niles, <laughs> there was a fine line with him and Zion as to their build. Yes, yes. You think Zion's fat? No. I, I think d- I'm fat. Well, okay, let me rephrase this. Do you, <laughs> you think Zion is built like an all-world-class NBA athlete? Because I think he's kind of chubby. He's chubby. I but that's why I like him. Like, here's he, he, I have a problem with this, and people fail to admit this. Like the the general public, it's so easy for me to like Zion because I'm like, man, you know, I know he's probably got a restricted diet right now, but now that his season's over and before he gets ready for the NBA when draft, he's on the banquet circuit. You know, I think over these next two or three weeks, he's gonna eat like I do because that's what he really wants. You know, and I just I always love, and we've talked about this before, fat guys that get it done. That's right. Jared Lorenzen, fat guy that got it done. Man. Like, I just, I, I love fat guy athletes, man. I just, because okay. I'm, I'm a fat guy athlete. You're a fat guy athlete, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, I, I'm crazy about him. All right. Well, For the, maybe the wrong reasons. What, what, but, I, what I want you to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refill my Jack Black. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to tell you all about our fat guy starting five. Boom. You shouldn't have brought it up. Done. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. And, Brian, I needed to tell you what's happening because I forgot to tell you what's happening. Hey, what's earlier. happening? What's happening? Hey, well, I'll tell you what's happening. Fat guy dream team. Fat guys. Yeah, so I am partial to fat basketball players. I uh, It's just this area when I was playing, there was a plethora of us on, littered on high school teams. Not only are you, you're also a client. Yeah, not only. You were first also person, a client. I was also a client. Uh, but, for instance, like West Union had a white guy who could really shoot it. He was a fat guy. His name was Wapo. Holka had a guy named Greg Davidson. They won a state championship. He's a good baseball player, played ICC. He's kind of a chubby oh, white yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was at South Pontotoc. I was kind of I was a fat, chubby white guy who could play a little bit. Ron Wilson played at Blue Mountain, now the coach at South Haven. He's, there was all a, there was a yeah. bunch of us in the area that kind of Love it. You know, kind of do it. But um, I'm going to let you start off. Tell me, give me the point guard of our fat guy dream team. My point guard. This is a co-op team, by the way. This, yes, this is a co-op team. Brian and I coach this team. Brian's head coach. I'm the assistant. Not as many lobs being thrown as we'd like. A couple of the, just a few of these guys. A yeah, few yeah. of these guys yeah. can get up. Yeah. Khalid Al Amin is going to be our point guard. Absolutely. For those of you not familiar with Khalid Al Amin, he is the last guard to wear a full 3X size t shirt underneath his jersey. Yes. 
And I used to do it playing church basketball just because I wanted to be like Khalil. I mean, I played in an former a- UConn guard. I played in an AAU basketball t- uh, a tournament. I played on a team out of Memphis for the weekend, and it was me and a, and a, you know, and a bunch of inner city kids from Memphis. Sure. And uh, they were all really well built, but I was a starting point guard on the team. And we were good. We were really good. <laughs> but my teammates called me El Amin. <laughs> oh, man. I wish anybody had ever called me El Amin. I took it as an insult. I'm not going to lie because I knew, I, knew the I knew they thought I was fat. <laughs> but I was throwing them but lobs. But dropping They dimes. didn't take them lobs were fat. You know what I mean? For real, they liked it. <laughs> but um, Jonathan Lowe was on that team. So we were, we were, yes. we were, we were yeah, you know what was up. They called him other You things. already know what's going yeah. on. All right, so I'm going to go with my player. Um, my two guard, I'm going to go a little obscure for you. I'm going to go with um, – University, or excuse me, Memphis State Tiger. Back back when it was Memphis yeah. State, little tubby himself, Larry Finch. Love that. Yeah, my guy. He was a he was kind of the guy. Him and Pistol Pete were the two players that I never got to see play. True that. They were my favorite players growing up because of the things I heard about them. Yeah, I wanted to play like Pistol Pete, and I was built like Larry. So you know, anyway, that was my guy, Larry Finch. I love that. Yeah. That's a good call. Who's another one for you? All right, I'm going to put this guy at the three for us, just because. On a fat guy team, you really don't have a stretch four. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. like, a, I mean, everybody's going to get on the post at some point <laughs> on this team. Khalid Alamine's going to post you up if we got to ISO it. Post there. your smaller guard. Uh, but I'm going to go with Charles Barkley. Oh, he's the best. 6'6, 230. On a good day. On a good day. <laughs> but no, Chuck, obviously, man, he's he's got to be. A, he If he's not on your fat guy list, then you don't have a fat he's guy. He's the list. best fat basketball player of all time. Ever. Ever. We need to make a trophy. We need to send it to Chuck. Yeah, make sure we tag him. We will tag Chuck. There's a great picture of him wearing his Team USA, maybe practice jersey and pair of blue <laughs> jeans sitting in front of their dorm room, and he has a giant pizza in his lap. Love it. Bobby Knight, I think, disqualified or, you know, cut him because of his yeah. his attitude and his, his meal regimen and stuff, but Bobby Knight should have known better. Well, and things worked out a little bit better for Chuck than they did Bobby Knight. Yeah. Maybe, maybe – yeah, maybe so, but I, I was a big, I'm a big fan of Chuck. So. Oh, me too. Yeah, he he's the explosive guy, kind of in the group. Oh, he's our dunk, he's going to dunk for yeah, us. He's the guy, he's get, he's the guy getting above the rim. He he was, yes. so, he, he was the thunder dunker. Um, okay, I'm going to go. Um, we're going to have a few more than a, just a, a five, you know, players. But I'm going to go with our our four here, and this is going to be a funny one for you. I'm going to go with Fat Sean Kemp. Love <laughs> that Cleveland Cavaliers. Sean Kim. Love that. Rain Man, you know. Um, oh, yeah. He had a tough time staying away from the buffet table after he got that big contract. But True he, that. he could still hoop. Made an all-star team as a Cav, and then he got really fat with the Magic. Yeah. He did get fat with the Magic. He did get he really, really fat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who's your – he could play, though. Who's your next one? All right, I'm going to go his, his sub off the bench. Okay. Robert Tractor Trailer. Oh, man. Re- rest in peace. R.I.P. But, man – when that guy was at Michigan, he could hoop. He was a load. He played underneath the rim, but man, he I could like, lead the break some. But he, but he could, he could get out and run a little bit. He'd surprise you. He break a backboard. Did he shatter glass? I think he did. Yeah, maybe in the tournament. No, I think you're thinking of Darwin Ham from Texas Tech broke one in the tournament. All right, Darwin Ham's officially now on our fat guy team. He's the <laughs> leanest guy on our team, but he was still he did, thick. He did that on North Carolina, by the way. He, he was a thick boy. He was, he was. But, man, that's a good one, by the way. That's a good one for you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw out here. I've got a two-headed monster at center, okay? The, I'm going to go with two here. But I'm going to go with the, I, I, I'm gonna go my first one, and you're going to give one, and I'm going to give my other one. Our starting center as Bryant Big Country Rings. There's no, there's no arguments. None. Okay. I'm making sure we're on the same page here. None. Okay. His backup, Luke Herringody <laughs> from Notre Dame. And me, Brian and I have joked about this, and we've <laughs> joked about this with Gore before, too. 
I don't even know if it, I don't even remember if it was on that episode, but every year Notre Dame has a six nine post player with a flat top fade white yeah. guy. Yeah. Every every year since Heron Goaty. But anyway, he, he was good. But he was really before him really it was good. Troy Murphy. That's right. He didn't have a flat top. He he's the same the guy. League. He played in the a league a long time. Played for the Warriors on that. And then seed. the Pacers. Yeah. The Pacers. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, my final one. My final one. I'm going to go. Um, and this is probably the fattest guy of the group. <laughs> From uh, <laughs> the University of Arkansas, Oliver the Big O Miller. <laughs> I think he was a starting center on the Charles Barkley Phoenix Sun squad. That sounds right. Yeah, but he he blocked shots. I can't believe he blocked shots. He must have had a twelve foot wingspan. I don't know, but he couldn't jump. But he was a shot blocker, and he had good touch. But <laughs> Oliver Miller was my final one. That's such a good choice. He brings up the squad to average like of a metric ton. L- literally, <laughs> like this 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 team we can't we two elevators yeah. when we go on the road. <laughs> but you got one more. I do, and you're gonna love this because this is local. You're not gonna put me on here. <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> pointing at Brian just because I'm trying to make a point. But <laughs> get out of here, Brian Baldwin from Springfield. No, no, I'm honored. Okay, Jasper Johnson from Hollandale oh Simmons. That goodness. is a fat guy that oh. could ball. So I got dude. a funny story. Uh, I was the he. He was a 2001 grad, same age as yes. me. Yes, and we were Nettleton was in our district. Um, so. We kind of they beat us, of course, in the district tournament. Or they beat us. They didn't beat us. They won our district tournament. They didn't beat us. Yeah, you know, Houston beat us. But anyway, they're going to match up. And my stepmother at the time was the girls' coach at Nettleton. Okay. She said, "Hey, David, my dad, Coach Finch wants to know what you know about Hollandale Simmons." Dad said, "Okay, well, I'll go. I'll go check him out. You know, because Dad was going over there to scout a game sure. for our girls. Right. You know what I mean? So he was going to scout for Coach Finch too. Right. The other all well, He came back <laughs> to the house. And, you know, this is before cell phones." Email. Oh, so he's yeah. gonna have to call Jeff Finch the next day at school. <laughs> and I, said, I was at home. I said, "Hey, what do you think about Hollandale Simmons?" He said, "Brian, they got the they got the best fat basketball player in the state." <laughs> and my heart was broken. First like, of all, really, my, my father said, that. "I said, well, tell me, baby." He said, "He's six foot nine, probably three hundred and twenty pounds, <laughs> and he plays point guard <laughs> and lights it." I up. said, "No way." He said, "He does." Well, I got down to the state tournament, and of course, saw them beating up to the state championship, and he most certainly. Was a six Which, foot nine, arguably the best Nettleton team ever. Oh, that was a good team. Jarvis Acker, yeah, uh, O'Brien Lowe, O'Brien Lowe, Springer, Eric Adams, Eric Adams yeah. uh, Kennard Springer, yeah, Justin Finney was on that team, dude. Yeah, that yeah. was a good squad. And but uh, then he went down to Southern Miss and was an All Conference player, but I think he had some academic issues. Yeah, and then he ended up at Delta State and was the like the national Division two yeah. player of the year. And I got to see him play here at the Gulf South tournament at Bancor South. And he was like a junior on that. It was yeah. so awesome. I was yeah. like, I remember that big. You, I would have thought that somebody, or maybe they did, he just didn't care, but I, somebody should have gotten, shut that door. He said, <laughs> now listen here, Jasper. <laughs> listen here, Jasper. Think about Dave Chappelle and his <laughs> kid. <laughs> All right, listen here. Quit eating. Like, oh, man. Just you can make money You're playing gonna be this a game. Pro, like NBA. You're going to be gonna be on Weight Watchers for the rest of your life. I never stop. saw him post a player ever. No. But, but, but think if he would have. I mean, he just. But he could anyway. Oh my gosh. But that's a good one. I'm so glad I thought of that, man, because I was like, who's a fat guy? Who's a, I was like, oh my God. I'm, and, anyway. and we and our team would run out to, of course, the only music we would play would be Tom, Tommy Boys over and over, just singing, fat <laughs> guy. <laughs> man. Cheeseburgers that, for all after wins. That's awesome. Man, that's great. Oh, man. Well, we got a lot coming up this weekend. We got high school baseball. Yeah. Major League Baseball started Thursday. 
junior college baseball is in the swing of things. Oh yeah, they're SEC club. baseball is rocking and rolling. Yes, sir. So two two weeks in. Yeah. No, three. What are we in? I think this three is, weeks this in. This is three We're weeks. Three weeks yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, I I get really excited when Major League Baseball starts, and here's why: because there's never not anything on TV. That's right. I mean, this is the time of year. Now people kind of can gripe about football being over. You got the AAF. I mean, if you want to gripe about that, it's something like Arena. that. Yeah. But like. There's something on TV every day now until the All-Star break, which is the worst weekend in sports. Oh, it really um, is. Because you got Masters coming up and all this stuff. But this right now is awesome. I'm a big pro baseball fan. I have never had a real team that I rooted for, you know, growing up. I've, I'm now pledging my allegiance to the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff, my Brandon, guy. Brandon, I, it me is because Prince Fielder is my favorite baseball Speaking player. Speaking of fat guys. And that's why. You I know, love that. I'm telling man. you, if you're fat and you're a good athlete, you're not, you're high on my list. Later in ba- later in baseball season, we're doing an all fat guy team. Oh yeah, absolutely. All in all corner infielders and pitchers. No, Lenny no Harris played eight of nine positions on the field, so he he goes anywhere. He's utility <laughs> man. But you know, I, I'm just excited about baseball. The Braves are a big deal. They're kind of struggling right now, uh, but they got a lot, yeah. lot of young bats. They can't really pitch. The bullpen's kind of struggling. Yeah. Um, but it's an exciting time because uh, hope springs eternal. You know That's what right. I mean? It's it, a 162 right. game marathon. With a bunch of little bitty sprints trying to you know do do stuff, but um, I like it right now. It's just well, it's, and it's it's at that point in the season too, where even if your team is a perennial loser, you're hopeful right now, right? Because you're what the four games in, yeah. I mean the Braves are zero and three. Yeah, I don't I didn't check the score today. But you know they're going to be better than that. They got they got swept by the Phillies, and you know obviously starting pitching was an issue, but I hold out hope because like you said, the offense is fantastic with young bats. They're they're really yeah. good. And on top of that, they uh, they have got eight top 100 prospects Austin Riley. in their farm league. Yeah, cough, cough, Austin Riley. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead, Atlanta. Let's let's get this guy in the league. Yeah. But uh, but no kidding, six of those guys are arms. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. They will get their chance. Um, it was good to see. You know, I've admitted I'm not a fan. Harper hit his first bomb the right. other day with the Nationals. I he thought that he was got cool. booed in Game One. By he, the way, he did get booed. He did get booed. <laughs> um, Be careful what but you wish I, for. I, I want to mention this about baseball, and I, I tweeted about this recently. Nobody sends you off into the sunset quite like pro baseball when you retire. Absolutely. Now football, uh, the the Bills did a cool thing for Kyle Williams, who's a defensive tackle for them this past year. I thought that was awesome showing him first time ever breaking it down in the locker room, got a curtain call. Uh but Ichiro Suzuki Ooh, man. retired and, and signed a one day contract with Seattle just so that he could retire. He he's like fifty nine years old. <laughs> but uh He's just, been playing baseball since the Reagan administration. Literally but no kidding, man. I love seeing those guys who's, who've given their half of their life for the most part. Most of these guys enter the league right out of high school when they're, you know, 20 or right. college when they're 21, whatever, and they'll play late into their 30s. Like, whereas in football, you don't see that unless you're a lineman or some quarterback, you know, Brady, mm-hmm. like running backs, receivers, people that people know, they don't play for 20 years. But I've watched so many curtain calls on, you know, Ripken and. Now, you know, Ichiro, and just it's so cool to me how baseball does that. You know what's, what's really even cool about baseball? How sports karma rewards the legends in their last game. They most certainly G- do. Jeter did something cool in his oh last my game. Gosh. You know what I mean? I feel like, man, I, I can't, I can't, I mean, I, I, I do things like this all the time where my memory halfway works, but I feel like Cal Ripken Jr. did something amazing. Hit a bomb. Hit a bomb. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, Jeter I mean, went five for five yeah, with a bomb. Yeah. I mean, I use that crazy things just happen. When Albert Pujols retires, 
oh something's going to happen. 600-foot home run yeah. dead center. Yeah, you know, Break I mean, the halo yeah, off I mean, the eight. Yeah, I mean, there's just like it just rewards those kind of folks that yeah. you know, I mean, they do it the right way 162 yeah, times know, a year. I mean, I mean, it just it just seems like it works out like that. And that's the cool thing about baseball. We well, you know you, you talk about getting sent out the right way. And we, we have a lot of time to speak about baseball. Before we move on to college and some high school stuff. Sure. What's your favorite uh non-major league baseball movie? Like not the movie's major league, but what's your favorite baseball movie? Just give me one. Cuz you talk about people getting sent off the right way and all I could think about was Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. <laughs> So it's that's not mine. I just wanted to just. But throw it's, it's non major league yeah, not, related. Not the movie major league. It can be major league baseball. Okay. Like Angels in the Outfield would would, would work. Okay. Not the movie because everybody the best baseball movie is the first major league. Okay, dude, dude. You may okay. run like Hayes, but you so, get like. I've got to mention this because we talked about sequel movies before. To me, there is no more, as the kids would say, it lit moment in the history of sports cinema. Than when Ricky Vaughn has the struggle throughout all all season in Major League Two, and he he gets the jacket on and Randy Quaid's heckling him, and the girl up in the booth. This is back back before. Yes. Oh, such a good part. And she goes, "Oh my God, it's him! Crank it, Jerry!" And <laughs> you hear Quaid wild thing. And I'm telling you, when I was nine years old, I was literally fist pumping in my. And I still to this day. Randy Quaid has his hat inside out. And he's oh, my like, God. He the Roquefort Rocket. You know, but what I like is when he walks up there and Jake Taylor comes out and he's like, all right, Vaughn, you got so-so. And he goes, I want Parkman. He's like, well, you got, you got Jones up here. Yeah, he goes, I want Parkman. <laughs> and Rube, the catcher's just looking at him like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he, <laughs> and then he, you know, but, oh, hell with the signals, Ricky, bring it here. <laughs> and, man, I love it. We got to move on because I could talk about. Dude, no, I could talk about that last fifteen when, minutes uh, for an hour. When, but early in the film, when uh, Parkman's playing for Cleveland, and he comes up to bat, and Bob Uecker says, "Jack Parkman steps up to bat, does that little shimmy, just drives the women in Cleveland crazy." <laughs> then when he's then in he the playoffs, he goes, he goes, Parkman's up to bat, does that shimmy, makes us want to puke. <laughs> you got it, money. Yeah. I'm in the back. <laughs> Bob, man, Bob Uecker's a national But, but I can tell you this, man. One of my favorite ever is obviously The Sandlot. It's a good one. I, I thought you might about go there. The Sandlot. Yeah. Okay. Rookie of the Year. I love Henry Rowan Gardner, man. Mm-hmm. For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner is a great yeah. movie. John man. C. Riley, shout out to him. No kidding. He's in that one, yeah. Reed Rothschild. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Which one's yours? You just talk about Boogie Nights. <laughs> I know. I just, I just said that. I thought his name was Reed Rothschild as the catcher. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, my, we'll go with... Uh, the Natural. <laughs> good the nat- movie. That's a good one. I, I like The Natural. Yeah, anyway. My mom thinks, still thinks Robert Redford's the hottest thing since sliced bread. He's like 94 now. Your mom's probably still right. I mean, he's still. <laughs> he looks better than I do. Yeah, he was going to live longer than <laughs> I am. Me too. Anyway. Well, tell me about some college baseball. The Rebels Rebels won a series this weekend. Yeah, big time for them. Really big time. They out-hit Arkansas on Sunday. Um, kind of took the same path State did last week. Uh, in that marathon with Auburn, but yeah, they uh, they're rounding into form, man. I, you know, I, I I told you that just that, like you called it, dog. Well, I told you Bianco was going to figure some things out. He always does. So Rebel friends, relax. Uh, they're going to be fine, and they've got some big series coming up. But every I don't want to mention upcoming series because every SEC series is huge. Well, I think a big key for them, um, Dillard's doing what he does. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Olenek's good. Um, but Kessinger's gotten hot. Yes, he uh, red. He hot. was hitting maybe two, the hottest hitter in the yeah, SEC. He was hitting right two seventeen. Coming into SEC play, now I think his average is up to three sixty. 
No, he's hit he's, 360. He's hit 360 in SEC play. Since. That's right, yeah. In SEC play, he's, he's up to 248. Up to 248. Which doesn't sound like a lot to you, but a 31-point jump in your batting average, as many at-bats as he gets at yeah. the top of the order, he's, yeah, he's, he's red hot. He had the so, game win, the game, the series-winning RBI. Yes, he did. And he and met Jay Leno. He did. I saw that picture. Shout That's out so to Greg cool. Kester. No yeah, kidding, Shout out man. to Greg Kester. He comes from a good family. They're good folks. But, they, uh, but no, the supporting cast is starting to show up. The pitching staff is starting to get figured out. Rebs are going to be fine. They are going to be fine. They'll be in a regional. Uh, they'll make some noise in the postseason. I firmly believe it. I'm going to tell you something real quick. I went to the Ole Miss-Virginia Super Regional. Oh, yeah. And I have never been so sunburned in all my life. I was probably – I was really, really a, a hefty child at that time, you know, in my 20s. And it was there was no shade anywhere in right oh. field. It was the middle of the day. So what I did was there's a big light pole out there. I know what you're talking about. In, in right field. I stood in the shade of the light pole as it moved all day long. <laughs> The sun moving? swiveling, yeah, yeah it, was, I, it would move, and I just slowly but surely crept with it. But I think the rebels are going to get on fire. They they're going to, like I said, they're going to go two or three sweeps mm-hmm. at, in four weeks. They're going bold prediction, double decker weekend sweep. A and M, I like that going down. That's my prediction. They always play well in front of a big crowd during <laughs> SEC play. It seems they like. do, and they'll want to get jacked up that night. Yeah, watching Isabel and them at, the, at double decker. So tell about state. Uh, State got humbled a little bit this weekend. They did. Have not won a home series against LSU since 2003. It's kind of just been a a monkey on their back. Um, I think it needed to happen. There's some things to figure out. Now, there's plenty of State fans out there that are pressing the panic button. You're still number six in the country. You're 23-5. and Relax. Take it easy. I mean, literally relax. Um, They dropped two or three this weekend? Yeah, two two out of three this weekend. Had a chance – I mean, they they played they they played well Friday night and salvaged a win. Literally, just got outclassed on Saturday and Sunday. LSU couldn't do could do no wrong. They hit it. They pitched it. It is what it is. It's SEC baseball. Yeah. JT Ginn got his first experience of wow. This is the SEC. It, it needed to happen. And it needed to happen. It needed to happen. Better now than later. Absolutely. And he'll be fine. Um, but the pitching staff needs some work. Need some wrinkles to figure it out. But the offense is so good. I think that they're going to be competitive regardless. <laughs> That he should have funked this weekend. It's it baseball. Is. You know, you're talking about JT again. It, it kind of is something cool I want to bring up just real quick. Um, Duke played all basketball season, knowing Zion was there for eight months. Oh, yeah. And, and we get better, get the best we can out of him this year because it's over. The cool thing about JT again is he's locked in for three years. Technically, he's locked in for two. Two. Well, well two. He'll, he'll be 21 yeah, after yeah, well, his. Yeah, but you know what I mean? He's got to be there for more than one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, he's, no doubt. he's old enough to leave. But traditionally, they have to be there for three, right? You know what? And I, lo- I like the baseball football draft rule. You're too. good enough to go out in high school, brother. Take off. I think that's what's about. That's what should be done. It, it, well, and I, I'm speaking to the NBA yeah, specifically because I mean, man, I'm sorry, but like, there's so, you can't tell me that Zion couldn't have been on a pro roster and contributed this year. Now, will, will a year at Duke under Coach K be good for him? Absolutely. But one year, you know what? It needs to be high school or three. Twenty one, yeah. same as baseball and football. I agree. I like that. But anyhow. I don't know what Coach Cal's going to do when that happens, but I'm sure he'll still find a way to be find successful. Find an NBA job. Yeah. <laughs> the next Lakers. He can coach the next, yeah, good player. But <laughs> anyway, so tell me about some uh, junior college and high school baseball. What's going on there? Yeah, well, okay, junior college. Um, ICC is absolutely red hot, fresh off of a sweep of number two Jones uh, at Jones. So they beat Pearl River a couple weeks ago, and then now they beat swept, Jones. Swept a top five Pearl River, swept a top five Jones, split with Holmes at home, I think. But let me tell you, this may be one of the best ICC teams that Rick Collier has had in his tenure, and you know as well as I do. There have been some fantastic teams, by the way. Dude, he has had some good ones. 
uh, but they're they're rock solid top to bottom in their lineup. Their pitching staff is 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 really deeper than it has been in a long time. Depth of pitching staff is a big deal going into tournament play. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, and Northeast had a rough start. Had some really really tough. Ma- they I think at Northwest. And shout uh, out to Mark Carson at Northwest. Yes, sir. All time leaders and wins over there. Yes, I think he, I just, he got to four hundred. Yeah, yeah, four hundred. Yeah, that's awesome. He was and, a former uh, player for my father at Independence High School. I did not know yep, that. Yep. Mark Carson, pretty good basketball player, Fantastic. great baseball player. Yeah, and he's actually he's actually coaching one of a. Uh, a guy that played for our team in 49, Hammer Franks from Morgan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had a fantastic weekend. Went five for seven, two home runs. So. Mark was the baseball coach at Briarcrest when Hugh Freeze was the girls' coach there at basketball. Small They world. were high school basketball teammates, as a matter of fact, at Independence. If you have any uh, issues with uh, compliance. <laughs> Dude, put you and- that to my guy, Mark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. But, anyway, uh, no, uh, ICC's red hot. Northeast is starting to kind of turn the corner. They've, they've, got, they've earned a couple of splits. Um Juco baseball in Mississippi is competitive as it's ever been. There's never an easy out. There's you a program can, I want to ask you about. You please. What is the baseball program at Mississippi Gulf Coast like? Solid. Solid? Okay. Let me tell you, and I'm going to tell you why. They've got such a nice recruiting area because, you know, you get, I think you get four out-of-states, maybe two per year. And they can go over to New Orleans. And they get New Orleans, the Mobile kids that don't Ooh, get LSU, yeah. and Troy offers, man. And, like, so, like, they do really good job of that. And, of course, in Pensacola, the, the yes. Panhandle, Okaloosa, all, yeah. And the, and the coast is good. It's a good baseball area for this. Like, are they? The coast may be better at baseball than they are at any sport in the state in high school. So is this like Ocean Springs, all of all along the way, Biloxi, Gulfport, um, okay, Biloxi. I didn't, I didn't I mean, really know that. No, no kidding. Okay. Uh, Stanislaus is always good. East Central, uh, Poplar. I mean, it's just good baseball down there. It really is, yeah. and they've got a good a good drawing area to, to get kids from. But they do a fantastic job. But no, man, Mac Jack baseball is it, it may be better than than anything as far as top to bottom yeah. talent. Across and there's so many kids that are signed to play at four year level that they're around us, but but no man, fantastic. And then on high school man, I say, um, please give me a high school update. I I, I can, I, it's so so many teams to try to keep up with in high school baseball. Oh my gosh, man, these area that are good. Well, and even you know like it's kind of like basketball where everybody plays. Real quick, shout out to New Site. Andy McGregor, yes sir, man. They defeated Baldwin the other day. Earned a split with Baldwin. Uh, I think they were eleven and five. Before we started this podcast I think today, so, yeah. Uh, so shout out to Andy McGregor. Yeah. He's yeah. building off the success that Weston McCullough Absolutely. had. Uh, I know he's listening, so we, we definitely want to give him some. Yeah, props I know it's his first start. year over there. Wish him some love. It's his first year. I think as a head coach. So really, yeah. sh- I mean, yeah. a lot of people can't do that. Yeah, so absolutely. Shout, shout out, out to Andy. Um, but man, and he listens to the podcast. He does. He does. Yeah. He yeah. does. Andy's a good guy. So what about Tupelo? They got some pitching issues fixed now. Some arms hurt. I know some well, guys out for the year. Maybe I, well, John Luke Marlin still out for the year. He was pre- recently named a preseason uh, perfect game All American along with Peyton Puckett for Tupelo. Um, and the, but you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm hopeful for them and Coach Reed that they can get Hunter Elliott back on the mound. That'll be a big shot in the arm of them for them. Ole Miss commit. Uh, they've got some big games coming up. I mean, this is crazy to say, Brian. And there's so many teams around us that have got good pieces, and you just it's so hard to identify, but the playoffs are literally like three weeks, four weeks away. I know. Like, I mean, it, that rain killed it Baseball so bad. is at such a big disadvantage. Basketball, you have so many days to schedule so many games. You can only schedule them, you know, Tuesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, oh, yeah. Thursday blah, blah, blah. But baseball is in the worst of it. Oh, man. Because they play outdoors, and the worst time to play outdoors, and they get so The many, only thing worse is soccer. I mean, and what, I mean, you know this. When we were in high school playing baseball games, we would play like I say at Vardaman at ten. Oh yeah, and we'd get in the bus and go and go back to, home or, or go, go to, somewhere yeah, else. And go home and play a doubleheader against somebody else. That's I right. Mean, just they have to get it any way they but, can. But it's, it's harder to do field prep 
for baseball than it is any sport because yeah. the dirt and you just got to keep it dry and you got to keep oil dry on it. But but no, no kidding, man. There's there's so many teams and then man, I, there's a team I need to mention in the area, Houston softball, man. Uh, they are but they got a Quanta Brownlee who's going she to Mississippi State. State. Good basketball player. Uh, too. Yes, and and they've got a a pitcher, a sophomore, Paige Kilgore, who's really really showing out. So man, they're I'm telling you, Houston. Houston softball is the real deal. I fully expect them to repeat. But um, there's 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 a couple things I do want to mention as far as while we're on the high school circuit. When we get toward playoff time, I'd like to identify some matchups, some teams, kind of like we did when we were back on the radio. Um, but and you know we can really dive into that. But but until then, I'll kind of want to just keep it as just kind of weekly yeah. minimal updates. Daily Journal all area. Soccer came out this past. I Sunday. was going to talk about this, but you go ahead. But uh, our boy, our boy Joe Haynes, excuse me, Johannes Sognes, Johannes Sognes. Uh, was named the Boys Player of the Year. Phenomenal player, couldn't be happier for him. The Galloping Ghost, as I call him, and it wouldn't, uh, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even been close. I mean, he was a runaway, yeah. no doubt choice. But great team. Shout out to Tyler Moore of Pontotoc on being Congrats, the boys' coach, coach of the year. Yeah. Super great guys, done a fantastic job over there. Several players in the area, all deserving. But and Morgan O'Connor, three year, three time Daily Journal Player of the Year. I don't even know if that's ever. She happened. go to Lafayette. Where she go? Oxford. Oxford. And Oxford. Signed with Ole Miss. Yeah, She's graduating right. early. That's right. Uh, really impressive. One of the best players I've ever seen. Shout out to her. And then uh, Melinda Scruggs from Lafayette County, getting Coach of the Year on the girls' side. Good friend. So, shout out to them. Shout out to William Hughes and Garmin Fikes from Tupelo. Kids that I got lucky enough right. to coach. They made the team as well, so really, really excited for them. But good, good time of year for high school sports, well, man. We'll, we'll 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 round some more of that yeah. up as, as as time passes. Well, that kind of brings me to one more thing, real quick. Man, we can kind of do what we want as a podcast. We sure can. We're not bound by the laws of radio. We are not. The FCC probably not. I don't know if they're listening. Does that even matter? We don't. Uh, we're, so we're just going to roll on. We're just going to go ahead and say, give us some athletes of the week here. We can do what we want. Yes. Okay. I got, I've got one. For baseball, gosh, I'm so, is this I'm a high a, school or a college? I'm, I'm gonna do high school first. Okay, okay. Both oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You go high school. I'm and gonna Juco. do high school and JUCO, and okay. I want you to do college and pro. Is that cool? That's good because I know more about those two than the other. Two. Okay, <laughs> when I'm the opposite, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna be a real big homer in both of my two choices. My high school um, player of the week is Mr. Will Armistead of Morville High School. Uh, he is also a Tupelo 49er, so I apologize for being a homer again. But it's okay. His uh, his numbers are fantastic. Uh, I don't know him off the top of my head, but he's three and two on the year. He has five, I think, five complete games. He has given up, I think, five earned runs in about thirty-five to forty innings, over fifty strikeouts, two walks. Okay. So this guy fills up the zone. He's such a gamer. I'm so proud of him, man. I can't wait to get him back this summer. My JUCO athlete of the week, also as a homerism, I'm going with Mr. Kyle Krigger of Corinth. Oh, it's a good one, Mississippi. He uh, he played. He's hot Legion baseball for me, but he hit a go-ahead grand slam against Jones in that sweep the other day, and earned the save in the same game. So, shout out Kyle Krigger, my boy, man. I'm glad you got hot. I texted him a couple weeks ago, and he's in a slump. I said, man, just have some confidence, see it and hit it, man, Jeffrey Ray style. So. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Krieger. Those are my two players of the week. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with a uh, my college player of the week, um, Jared Harper. Jared Harper from Auburn. For, for the Auburn that. Tigers. Um, they're undermanned, they're undersized, and they uh, are always kind of right in the thick of it. And then they just he wills them to the victory. I mean, the other day I was like, "There's no way they can do what they're about to do," and he just made it happen. They ran a fantastic out of bounds play. They kind of spread everybody out from the yeah. from the lane, and his man overplayed, and he back cut him for a layup. I mean, just 
five. What is he? Five ten? Oh, five eleven? I mean, maybe. maybe. And he just does not care. He's tough. No. He turns the corner. He gets to the basket. He finds so open good. teammates. He's been what made them. T- you made cannot, them tick. You cannot pressure them. He is a direct extension of his coach. There's shout out to Bruce Pearl too, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. People say he's so everything that's him. wrong. What's going on? He may not be the most dependable human being. He may throw people under the bus as coaches. I don't know, but he one hundred percent loves those players. There's no doubt. He was no crying doubt. after the Akizi got, got hurt. Man, you know. Yeah. yeah. I hope that the university. I hope that Auburn University has a big cookout this week. Oh, man. Just just, th- just to throw shade at yeah. the NCAA. Shout out Bruce Pearl. Well, and my, my NBA player of the week, yeah, it's going to be a little this. different. Um, this is a homer pick. Uh, play to convey. We're trying to get rid of that uh, draft pick to the Celtics. I'm going with the Grizzly Bear himself, Jonas Valanciunas. Great choice. Yeah. He's been he, he's been, he's been Man, yeah. And he's the, he's the antithesis, is that the word I'm looking here, of Mark Gasol. Yeah. yeah. Mark Gasol want to float around the perimeter, shoot threes, be a passer and stuff. Jonas wants to go down there and bang you. If you drive to the paint and try to let up, he's going to mock. He's literally a human grizzly bear. I wish that he was 40 pounds heavier so he could be on our all-fat guy team. You know who he reminds me of? Zangief from Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) I did that on Hard Choices. One got to go the other day, and I saw a guy who did. It was Zangief. Blanca, E Honda, and Gal. Get out of here, Gal. And I was like, Gal, really? Yeah. Gal e. is in with those almost legends. Unbeatable with the fast hands. Why? You, if yes. you could, however fast your thumb they worked, couldn't get to you. They couldn't. Yeah. The only people that could beat him were Dalzim, Dalzim, and then Ryu and Ken because they the could throw the flame. The you can at him. It's mm-hmm. it's not fair, but yeah. Chun Li had the equal with the kick. With the kick, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. but Blanca, when he did the the, the electrocution, electrocution yeah, it was unbeatable yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I tell you, those are those are those are athletes of the week. Shout out to y'all. We'll tag y'all no online. Kidding, man. Yeah, if you like what you hear, it's cool. Give us a favorite on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we would appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Mac, before we wrap up, I got to make a quick announcement. Sure. Your boy here is emceeing and DJing the Tupelo Buds and Burgers contest Friday night at Fair Park. This coming Friday. Coming Friday, April the fifth. Dude, it's I like want to go. Five to nine, maybe four to nine. If you've never heard Brian DJ. Get ready. It's fun. I play all the hits from all the all the genres. I have assisted Brian as a DJ before. We did the uh, father daughter dance at Pontotoc in 2015. DJ Jiminy Cricket and Pooh Bear or something <laughs> like that. So the guy who runs the thing, he asked me my DJ and promotional name, and I said I don't have one. <laughs> but if you want to, you can go by DJ uh, No Requests <laughs> or DJ No Wagon Wheel. <laughs> DJ No Wagon Wheel that's for sure. I know you've been. That's a good one. That. But it got me thinking real quick before we go, and we, we can touch on this in our in our our next episode. But sure, I, I listen to music nonstop at work because it kind of keeps me going as I'm sure. bouncing around the, the the facility we have there. It's a large facility. I got to keep going. Got to keep moving. And if I have my headphones in, I don't have to hear the, the crazy questions from people. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or the, the machines. Or the machines. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I um, listen to music too I, all I, the time. You do. You do. Go rest high. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I came up with some songs. I slash white people always dance to. Oh my gosh! Okay, you did not. <laughs> and I want before we go, I'm gonna list mine. So let you think. And I'm gonna. And here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna list three that all white people dance to, and then I'm gonna <laughs> list three that I always dance to. Okay, <laughs> so. Three that I always dance to. I always dance to anything by Andy Frasco. I mean, you know, you but he just kind of gets me moving. There's video proof of that. Anything by Robert Randolph gets me going. It's a different kind of dancing. It's more That's like true. it's a different kind of dancing. Um, there's a there's a song called India. It's a pretty good song. Uh, Boombox. I can't remember their, their name. But Apollo by Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. Okay. Those are songs I always dance to. But now, here are my three songs 
that all white people dance to. And I see this at everything I DJ. Because you, I was going to say, if I anybody's mean, an expert on it, you are. All white people dance to the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. That's true. All white. Another one? Return of the Mac. That is most certainly true. That's, that's what I dance personal. to. That's, yeah, that's I, personal. That's what I dance to. I, I, when you come, when you come to the the Buds and Burgers, it's going to be your intro music. When you come through the Fair Park Fountain. So now I've got to I've got to start breaking it down as I go to this event. Thank you, Brian. And then my last two. I'm going to play the last two. Uh, Kiss by Prince. <laughs> I'm telling you, all white folks just that. That's true. And Poison by Bill Biv DeVoe. Those are all really, really, really good. So give me, give me, give me something. All right, I've got, I've got one off the top of my head, and it's not necessarily a dance, but everybody air guitars and like does a headbang regardless mm-hmm. of how much hair they have on this. Guns and Roses, knocking on heaven's door. Oh game. man, I yeah. do it. I'm guilty of it. And then if you count the air drum solo, Phil Collins in the air tonight, yeah, it's impossible. Good. I don't care what scenario yeah. we're in. When you know it's coming, you. <laughs> That was as good as the Baker Street whistle, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking the show on the road, man. <laughs> but, uh, dude, all right, so you asked me on the spot. When we come back next week, I'm going to have I know. a I couple more because there's so many that I do. Like, I, I'd always dance to Shakedown Street. I'm just a white dude. I mean, yeah, I mean true that. But, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you think on it because what we're going to do is next week, the next episode, we're going to let you lead with these because, you know, we're going to let you talk about the Remind songs. me. Yeah. But the one, there's one song that I dance more to. That, I mean, I don't care when it's played, where I'm at. If I'm in the back row of the First Baptist Church of Tupelo and this comes on, I'm going to dance to it. If I'm at a funeral, at Holland Funeral Home, I'm, I'm going to dance to Brother it. call Brother Matt. Yeah, you can call Brother Matt. But if, <laughs> Flashlight by Parliament. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I, it does not matter where that song gets struck up. Oh, I am getting down. I, like I was in Kroger the other day, and so Studio by Phil Collins came on. Didn't matter. Shut it down. Yeah, yeah, I was just just bebopping around the aisle. But anyway. you know what? I, another Phil song, and I feel like this is this, this fits the category. Can't hurry, love. Oh, it's it's a just a, it's a shoulder bopper. It's a shoulder bopper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, love but man, you Phil. Yeah. Well, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. This. <laughs> <laughs> these, epi- these episodes where we can kind of segue from thought to thought about things that we like and things that we love, I know our listeners are sitting there going, who's my fat guy starting five? I, ho- I hope we get so, submissions. Well, that's what I want you to do. I want you to, this week, between episodes, I want you to tweet us yes. at the Happening Pod. Yes. Tweet us your fat guy dream team. Just anybody that we miss. Yeah. And you know what? It can even be in other sports. Yes. I mean, for instance, if you like Matt Stairs, he needs to be on your fat guy baseball team. I like team. Matt Stairs. Yeah. I mean, if you like Eric Kinski, he needs to be on your fat guy baseball team. Goose Gossage. Yeah, Goose Gossage, those guys. Bartolo uh, but, but, Cologne. Oh, my goodness. He's a starter. The ultimate. Him and CC Sabathia. Start, yeah, start and relief. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, send us submissions. Tell us about your fat guys. Uh, send us your favorite baseball movies. Send us quotes. We Please. don't care. We would love to give Please. you shouts out, shout outs. And uh, I want to know songs that you like to dance to before I make my playlist for Friday. That's what I want. I Please. want li- listener submissions and McKinley submissions. Songs that you think I would dance to. Yeah. Oh, man, that's all of them. That's all of them. That's, that's all, all of them. them. But anyway, been a great show, man. I've enjoyed this. Um, we're going to be back with our next episode pretty soon. Yeah. Um, end of the week sometimes. End of the week sometimes. we got to see what my Go Rest High schedule looks like. Yeah, and we're going to have a really, a really a couple good guests for you for this next episode. We're going to tease it, but we're going to surprise you. you really I hope like they're it. the right fit. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I, that's a good one. <laughs> Could come up with another pun. <laughs> anyway, this show is going to hit you right in the seams. I was just going to say, uh, hopefully that uh, they will have a good time to be spoken for. <laughs> anyway, McKinley, I want you to be safe till I see you again. Give that cupcake to Gloria. I most certainly will. And i got to eat my Cadbury Oreo egg. That's too. right. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, folks, it's been a great show. Follow us on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram. We'll have this link. Uh, we'll tag you if we mention you, if, if we can, if we can, if we got enough tags. That's right. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely we'll figure, we'll figure out, out a way to I'll, I'll figure tags. out a way to tag it. <laughs> no but doubt. folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more What's Happening.